Morgan. Um, a couple minutes late because I, I wish I could type fast because I had to fire off a blistery email to somebody, basically a fuck you email. And I wanted to make sure that they got it this morning, like I didn't uh, forget about it. A number of things I want to cover uh, on the YouTube stuff. Um, the, I've been doing these 20 years, a little more than 20 years, 20 years in a few months. My first seminar, QLA seminar was in the Sheraton Hotel, Los Angeles. I think it was May 23rd, 1993. I had about uh, 240, 50 people that all paid me $995. I had four or five friends that didn't pay me anything, but for the moment, you know. So I thought, that this, is, this is a business, just fucking coin money. I had a cousin of mine who was the first lady director at CBS in the 60s, and she was there with a film crew and they were taking pictures. And I just thought this was going to be the easiest goddamn thing I ever did. I thought we were going to have to get security guards lined up and we were going to queue them up 10 across and 1,000 deep. Was I fucking wrong? Because at the end of the first seminar, uh, which lasted 16 hours. Because I can teach all this stuff in one day. Except that you're thick and you've had all this preconditioning in it. But I mean, intellectually, if, I, if you took a test on it and took a test, I mean, it'd take you one day to learn all this stuff. But it's, it's the, the gut-wrenching decisions you've got to make that are hard. Uh, and so the first couple, three months I was in the business, I... Um, I gave 22 seminars in 26 days. So I did the calculations. I hear a professor over here. Calculations, let's see. So I, let's see. 20, 200 people times 1,000, that's 200,000 times 20 seminars. Oh shit, well, this, this is easier than anything. I don't have to deal with shareholders. I don't have to do anything. I got a little tired doing 16, 18, 20 hour days, I must admit, and I was 20 years younger. But, you know, I, I put four or five million dollars in my pocket, and, you know, and, and then I'd see if I wanted to do it the next time, next year. Didn't work out that way at all, because the, the people that attended the seminar, and we had some groupies that went to 11 or 12 of those 22 seminars. We had a couple dozen that went to five or six, Bruce Whipple, Burl Crump, Casey Stevenson, to name three, went to half of them, at least half of them. Okay, Bruce Whipple I'm still involved with. Burl Crump, I'm not involved with any, but she's still around. And Casey Stevenson, God rest his soul, is dead. And Casey Stevenson is interesting. He's the guy that we, we bought the, uh, the largest jewelry company uh, west of the Mississippi. And he was a reformed heroin addict. And he was born exactly 10 years to the day uh, younger than I was, uh, after I was. And uh, he, I mean, he was a psychopath. When he, when, he, when he found out how this worked, his vein in here, I think came from his heroin days, look, it would pulsate, you know, when he'd be talking to people about money. Anyway, but it didn't work out that way because of the emotional, I didn't understand emotional bank accounts and, um, uh, and financial bank accounts in those days, and um, the, or at least I hadn't articulated it, and uh, because to make the decisions are tough, it's just tough. Now, I've got this little note to myself, um, several mentees, commented on my commitment uh, YouTube last night. 
when I was in the wheelchair like this. And for some reason, not a, a lot of them hadn't heard the story. I thought that that's one of the stories I tell about commitment. And so one of them sent me a YouTube about a SEAL team guy who makes speeches about commitment to football players, Olympic athletes, etc. And he's a guy maybe 40 years old, and you can close your eyes, and he's a real fit guy, uh, and you can listen to him, and I mean he's saying the same things. And he's going around kicking people, hey, smile, are you on drugs? And some of the big athletes might be on drugs, you know. Uh, and, uh, but it sounded very similar. The, um, but a few people said that, you know, uh, life doesn't have to be that rude, life doesn't have to be that tough. You've made your life tough, Mr. Pena, yada, yada. Um, that's not really true, because I've been at this a long time, because I was successful 20, 25 years before I ever started coaching. And the, the world of the high-performance people that I, I've been involved in and been privileged to be in um, is tough. And even though I, I dealt with Siemens for many years, I mean, they don't all rant and rave like that, but they're tough. They're just tough. The Mercedes guys are tough. The Toyota guys are tough. Guys and gals, I'm just, you know, to kind of be politically correct. There's not too many gals, but the, the guys and gals are tough. All these guys are tough. And like I, there was a slide there about middle uh, of the afternoon uh, yesterday, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. And for the YouTube people, I'm going to say it real slow. Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Just because you haven't fucking seen it happen doesn't mean it didn't happen. Just because you've never met anybody like that in the business world doesn't mean they exist. And probably because if you've never met anybody like that, it's because you're down here and they're all up here. It's very simple. I told you that the BMW people, family, very nice, very nice to me. Very professional. Tough as nails. What's the name of the family again? Quant. Yeah, yeah. Tough as nails. And all, you know, the Rockefellers are tough as nails. I mean, all these guys are tough as nails. And Andrew Carnegie was tough as nails. Just comes from the, down the road here. Now, the this morning we're gonna go over just a couple of goals, but I want to make a, a couple of the comments. Um, we it's really important. For the kids, and I call everybody kids, and I'm not in a, in a bad way, that uh, are w witnessing this on YouTube, um, that they understand that if they never met anybody like the in uh, the Devil Wars Prada, it's because they're at a low level in business, most likely, most likely, or you work for your dad. I'm one of the only fathers that will beat, not physically beat, but beat their kids. And again, it's not for everybody. It just isn't. It isn't. And um, I got an email this morning uh, from um, a daughter of one of my mentees, second generation uh, uh, mentee, which I'm going to meet for a coffee when I'm in Los Angeles in a couple weeks. And um, her brother, who I've never met, has been studying this stuff for eight or ten years, and he's, he's a pretty successful guy. Uh, and so um, 
the um, and the, the whilst these people are here in the seminar and paid a lot of money to be here, a lot of people get it just from the book, a lot, and that's why I wrote the book. A lot of people get it from the book combination of all the product, and you guys will leave here uh, with a book. I know most of you have the book already, but the book and all the product I have. Uh, and the new product that we developed, the QLA uh, Beginner, Intermediate, and um, Advanced, is for um, high school student maybe, because it's pretty, it's pretty preliminary. And there's a lot of role playing. And why do I want to teach high school students or college students and beginning college students role playing? Because it's so critically important, communication skills communication skills, and they don't teach you that. Now, it's hard for me to believe I got an F in public speaking in high school, and I got an F in public speaking in college. And I had to repeat, because you can't graduate with F. So I had to repeat public speaking twice in college, and I got a D the second time, which is barely passing. And uh, But I didn't become a, a consummate public speaker until I went to Wall Street and I came up with this idea of total financial planning, uh, total financial counseling, and the guy said, you've got no budget, uh, you've got a year to prove it up, and I gave 200 plus seminars from Bangor, Maine, to San Diego, from Seattle, Washington, to Miami Beach. The first 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, they threw shit at me. I was so bad. The last 15, 20, I got standing ovations. But I had to do it poorly before I did it well. And so, and again, you don't have to be as good a public speaker as I am uh, to make this stuff work. Okay, who wants to volunteer with his golden affirmations first? Don't everybody jump at once. Okay. And, and if I had a voice like James, I'd, I'd be one of two things. I'd be a movie star, stroke porn star with that voice because he's got a great deep voice uh, and he's stuck behind a computer uh, for internet scum. Okay, go ahead. And he's an Australian, so I can't find it. Okay. I'm happily maintaining and growing my hundred million dollar in cash in my bank in my Commonwealth bank account. I am relaxed and enjoying the Aston Martin DB9 in my driveway and driving it around to meetings. I am enthusiastic to be traveling to new countries and do, doing business in all continents around the world. I am proud to be exemplifying ruthlessly all the traits of a high performance person getting better every day. I'm excited to be leading my team of ruthless business assassins from the front as I take charge and lead them into the business battlefield on a daily basis. I'm humbled to know that I am changing the world for thousands of years and creating a legacy that millions will talk about and be inspired by. Pretty good. Pretty good. Now, you notice some of the trigger words, ruthless. Okay. Those are good. And affirmations and goals are all about, it's not easy. And I already gave you a speech and I give you some of the outline, but one, when you do your affirmations and you see yourself and you visualize, you visualize yourself today. Not even though you might think it's going to take a few months or a few years. You don't put a timeline on it because then that's like a ceiling. But you see yourself in today's time. 
Because if you see yourself five days, or ten, excuse me, five or ten years from now, you got gray hair like Robert does, it'll take you that long. It's no secret that, uh, or I should say, it's no coincidence that I went public on my 39th birthday and I got fabulously rich in one day. I had a goal then to do it before I was 40. Now, if I had had a goal to do it as quick as humanly possible, like I do now, a lot of the things, and that's why if, if Andreas tells me something it's going to take three years, I say, okay, we got three months. Because I want to put controlled stress on you. Because I know, even though you might make some mistakes, they won't be as big a mistake as if you take five years. So you want to see yourself in today's time uh, looking like you do. Now, in the rejuvenation, I was just thinking about this morning when I was brushing my teeth, the rejuvenation stuff that uh, Theodore wants to, uh, is doing, you know, he, in theory, will be younger looking and not older looking. So his affirmation and goal should be based on the fact I'm going to look younger. Well, he already looks young, believe me. So, but I mean, um, if I was doing his stuff, I'd say I see myself looking like when I was 40, not looking like when I was 68. So, and, you, and each one of the, uh, the goals that you have, you tie it to the affirmation, and you know you visualize it. And remember, I said you do it uh, in the morning first thing, and then you do it the first thing uh, uh, when you go to bed, so it works on your subconscious. Now, I only do them at night now. I don't do them in the morning anymore. Uh, but for 25, at least 25 years, I did uh, my goals and affirmations. And I read my goals and I read my affirmations. Some people only read their affirmations. But, and, I, and I've got a photographic memory, so I can remember my goals, but I read both. I read both. And from time to time, maybe once or twice a week, I read something else that's important to me that's uh, in relationship to one of my children, or Sally, or Sally's mom, you know, or somebody. Um, so, but it works. And, you know, it's like um, Elway and Peyton and these guys that are playing American football, They've been doing goals and affirmations since they were 6, 8, 10, 12 years old, seeing themselves throw touchdown pass to win the Super Bowl in overtime. And it's been done in athletics a long, long time. Carl Lewis saw himself winning the fourth gold medal. And I could go on and on and on and on. Jack Nicklaus saw himself winning uh, a dozen and a half major championships. And guess what? He's won 18 major championships. Now, what if Jack, they used to call him Fat Jack, I have a lot of respect for him, but when he was a, uh, at his prime, he was a little pudgy guy, not little, a uh, pudgy guy. What if he had said, I'm going to win 30 majors? If I remember correctly, he is tied or leads for the second in most majors, a guy that has finished second in the most major golf tournaments in the world. Now, what if he said, I'm going to win 30? It's like the, the story I told you about Mayor Vargas, the youngest mayor, this is 20 years old. When he was in high school, they went to the state championships in California for um, baseball, and the team's goal all along had to make it to the state championship. Guess what? They lost. They didn't say win the state championship. The next year, they went to the state championship and won. Because obviously, they learned something for the first time. Uh, they did their calculation spreadsheet <laughs> And uh, uh, and they won uh, state championship.
He had a goal about being the youngest mayor in the United States. Guess what? He was the youngest mayor in the United States. He had a, he had a goal about raising a billion dollars and having a, a billion dollar uh, minority fund. Guess what? He had a billion dollar minority fund. And a lot of the same uh, things apply to me. Are there any questions? We're only going to do one YouTube uh, affirmation. Are there any other questions that we have about anything that last night? The movie. What was the gist? Anybody's just pop out from the movie last night. Grit, determination, doing whatever it takes. Don't give up. Make decisions and keep moving. And also keep set, ah. set milestones. He yeah. set milestones. Keep moving. One of the things that uh, Mr. Gatos, the CEO of Onassis Shipman, who is my uh, mentor, who was the right-hand man of Aristotle Onassis for 60, 65 years, used to say, high, he didn't use the word high performance, he used to say positive. Positive men always keep moving. Always keep moving. And if you can't think when you're moving, Mr. Pena, you have a problem. Now, I'm fortunate. I can do a lot of stuff, but it's all at the same time. Now, I was thinking back last night when we were having dinner, and I was asking Sally this morning, when you first met me 20 years ago, could I do all this stuff all at the same time? She says, yeah, I could. Uh, I used to be a, a, I don't know, child prodigy chess player is the right terminology, but I used to be really good when I was, you know, 8, 10, 12, 13 years old, chess player. And uh, and those, you know, you play five, six people at once, and you hit the little thing, and you make your moves. And that was all easy for me. That was easy, okay? I haven't played chess since my, this is 22 years ago, my 8-year-old son, Derek, who just got married, who I taught how to play chess, he and I played chess, and we, it was a stalemate. I never played again. I haven't played since. My eight-year-old kid that I taught how to play chess, could, and I almost lost. And I said, it's time for me to exit right. You know, my chess career was over. All, and just before that, uh, they, uh, Karpov or uh, Spot, you know, the, the Russian, yeah. He had just come out with a chess game, maybe you remember, computerized chess game, and it had 18 levels, masters. And I beat the chess game at eight, level 18. Then I almost lose to my eight-year-old son. Time to fucking exit. I know when it's time to leave. And of course, Derek, for years, said, hey, yeah, let's play chess. And in fact, in the, uh, in the, both in the uh, snooker room upstairs, game room, and downstairs in the library, there's a chess board. And he stopped asking me four, five, six years ago if I want to play chess because he know I'm not going to play chess anymore. That's it, son. You retired me. I'm not like a fighter that goes in and says he's going to quit, says he's going to get quit and gets beat up by a kid. I almost got beat up by my own kid, so it's time for me to leave. It just is. Um, okay, um, but the movie is about commitment, etc. Always keep moving forward. And it's about these two guys that were uh, mountain climbing in uh, Peru. Uh, and they almost died, etc. Uh, okay, any other questions, any other comments? Okay, thank you, Megan.